Last time on Pokemon Rollout. As the group was healing up after their adventures within the sanctuary, they were approached by an angry mob led by an elder member of the town wearing a Flames of Agony pin. They were concerned about what went down in the sanctuary. Professor Sneeze and a member of the Flames of Agony by the name of Strand went toe-to-toe in order to state their cases against one another. Once Narav returned, having captured more members of the Flames of Agony, the legal battle was over and the Pokemon battle began. Strand's Magmar created a smokescreen, while Strand himself summoned some Yamask and Cofagrigus into the battle. Strand escaped while the ghost Pokemon battled. With a combined effort, Charlie was able to catch the Cofagrigus and the Yamask, Professor Sneeze caught another Yamask, and the last one escaped before it was fainted. With this matter settled, the group healed their Pokemon and got some well-deserved rest. What will happen today on Pokemon Rollout? My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? Uh, I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. Whoa, spacing out. I'm Michael, (laughs) and I play Professor Sneeze. I'm I'm working on picking my favorite Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really... I found out that mine was between, well, I couldn't pick between the two, but mine was um, Gardevoir and Darkrai. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, Salamence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there you go. Um, hi, I'm Spoilers. Lydia, and I play Liliana. Yeehaw! <laughs> she apparently is now Yeehaw. a southern cowgirl. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I think it really just brings out her true character. I see. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, last thing that happened is you guys went back into the Pokemon Center to heal up. Uh, after that, you essentially were able to get sent off to bed. Um, so, you were able to wake up. Uh, nothing else bad seems to have happened, and you can wake up the next morning. Oh, good. I like waking up the next morning. <laughs> Any morning I wake up is a good morning. Good to know. I have you all in that mindset that means I'm succeeding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um. Yeah, uh, Charlie wakes up, although, question, or do we, do we want to take a moment? Because we, we brought those Pokemon out of the sanctuary, and we haven't actually taken the time to, like, catch them? <laughs> is that something we want to do, or are we just assuming that happened? Or we we should probably go and check on those Pokemon and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so you're checking on. You had what did you all take out again? I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if I recall, yeah, Liliana took out a Machop. Yep. And maybe a... Do you bring an Apervolt with you? One of you brought an Apervolt. I think there was only I one did. Apervolt. Okay. 
So yeah, I took out a Loud Red, and then of course there were the um, Alolan Pokemon that we had befriended as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yes. You captured the Alolan Pokemon on your way okay, out. They have, so okay, they have been captured. Those okay. have been captured. All right. Mm-hmm. But the Pokemon that we took from the the hideout um, are the ones that we're focusing on now. Uh, All right. Yeah, Professor Sneeze is particularly interested in that uh, Ape Revolt because it uh, has implications for um, perhaps a, a paper that he will be publishing <laughs> very soon. <laughs> to exploit so, it? To exploit No! <laughs> it's a partnership. <laughs> uh, its name uh, will be on the paper? Yes, its name will be on the paper. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, Nick, uh, do you, can you give me a gender and level of uh, the Loud Red? Yes, let me find it. It's level 20. Okay. Female. Okay. Okay, so uh, so Charlie is going for going towards a loud red. Professor Sneeze is going to the Ape Revolt. Mm-hmm. And what is Liliana doing? Um... Chop. Oh, yes, that's right. No, I do have a chop in here. Okay, so it must be from that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Charlie is going to. So, um, Charlie wants to try to befriend this loud red before, um, he just tries to go outright and and to capture it and just be, uh, try to um, uh, talk to it a bit. So we'll have to do a little bit of role playing on this, but I'm going to uh, use a charm check. Okay. Which Charlie is gooder at now? <laughs> gooder at, yes. Um, 14 on my charm check. Okay. Uh, I. So, where would they be? Would they, like, kind of be up in, like, a. an enclosed area by the Pokemon yeah, Center? They'd be in kind of separate rooms within the Pokemon Center since they were just okay. being healed up over the night. Okay. So, I uh, come in and, uh,. Just go, uh, uh, hey, hi there. Um, and, um, so I know you, you, uh, you might be confused as to, as to why you're here, but we, 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 we saved you. We brought you away from, from where you were, you know, guarding the place. Um, I don't, did, was that something you liked doing? Or did you, did you like guarding that place? Let you know, as you enter the room to say hi there. Um, you notice one of the nurses in the room hastily lift up what's essentially a soundproof sheet in front of the loud red as it attempts to blast you back out of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> after you finish talking to it a bit, it's looking at you warily. Um, like it doesn't seem to really like you that much, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's inching up to blast you again. Okay. Um, you, you got some good pipes there. Uh, that, that, that was really good. Um, yeah, so, like, I know that, uh, you, you have no reason to trust me. I, we, we, we fought you, we, we, we fainted you, which we're, we're very sorry about that. Um, but, uh, you know, you really weren't in a good situation with those guys. Those guys were, were bad news and just, it wasn't gonna be a good, good scenario. Um, but I want you to to come come along with with me. 
I think uh, we can have a lot of fun, and uh, I can make you stronger, and I'd like to see what you'd look like as an exploder. I think you'd be really cool. Uh, get even louder blasts off. Um, so, I mean, if you if you want to join me, um, uh, here, here's a Pokeball, and just, uh, you know, I, I think it'd be cool if you, if you, you, you booped it. <laughs> you booped it. <laughs> uh, the looks at you, and looks at the Pokeball, and looks at you, and looks at the Pokeball, and snatches it out of your hands, making capture it, so do 100. Uh, 46. Okay. Uh, the Pokeball shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time. Ding! You're not sure if it decided to get captured or if it grabbed at the Pokeball and accidentally hit the button, <laughs> but it's caught. <laughs> Alright, well, well, there's that. It's um, not nothing. Yeah. Alright, cool. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna read you books. <laughs> right. And now I'll spend the next five minutes while they they catch their Pokemon, thinking of a funny name for you two. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Professor Sneeze goes to to see the Appervolt, um, and I assume the Appervolt looks much better, like more well fed and stuff now. Um. Uh-huh. As you enter the room, you you can hear the humming from the room where it's coming from as you're entering in. Um, mm. And a technician comes up to you and says, uh, Pokemon is doing much better, but it is still... It was starving at this point. So we've, we have it hooked up basically to an electrical machine and it's just going through. I will let you know that this... Uh, you're a professor, correct? Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, professor Sneeze, perhaps you've heard of me and my uh, expertise in Snorlax. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, Voltorb, then, as you probably know, are not the most intelligent of Pokemon. They mostly run on impulses or electrical movements. Um, and going through theirs, and this one seems to be following, following along the same lines. It's more of, it's more impulse-driven, and all of its impulses right now are searching towards food. Uh, we're not sure how aware it is of the world around it at the moment, um, as it's feeding and going through things there. You can attempt to connect to it and things there, but it's not... It is, it is. It may be more difficult to reason with this type of Pokemon. Of course, of course, I understand. Uh, Pokemon come in all shades. Some are, some are intelligent. Some are impulsive, and yeah, it's it's a variety, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, as you enter the room, you basically see the Apervolt sitting on top of what looks like a, uh, almost like a Pokeball holder, or like a storage movement type thing. And it's just kind mm-hmm. of sitting where the Pokeball would be and just humming. And you can see that the uh, that the machine is on and it's just kind of cycling energy constantly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to roll a Pokemon Education. Uh, and I'm going to plan to use this, um, first of all, to, to, to glean what I can and how best to interact with this Appervolt. Uh, and then also um, use it in place of Charm. Uh, to interact with the with the Appervolt. So, um, that is a twenty one in Pokemon Education. Okay. So knowing that it reacts more on impulses and is is quite hungry, I want to see you know this this nurse or worker 
who told me that uh, that it was it wasn't necessarily aware. I want to see how true that is. Is it is it aware at all? Does it recognize me coming into the room? Does it seem to care anything at all for more than food at this point? Uh, you get the thing that it's kind of one of its the knots that makes up its eye kind of flicks towards you as you enter the room. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just kind of spinning slowly and humming. So it, it may have acknowledged your, or at least noted your presence, but it's choosing to ignore you. Okay. Um, what other uh, machinery in, is there in the room? Is there Are there other, like, small pieces of machinery, like remotes or batteries or light bulbs, <laughs> things like uh, that? If there are certain, like, there are light bulbs and fluorescent lights on the ceiling and things there. This also seems to be, like, it's um, one of several areas of uh, being able to sh- uh, shift. Like, it goes, it's mm. it's shifting Pokeballs into the storage area. So it's one of, like, several rooms that probably has a conveyor belt that goes to a specific area that you can enter into the screen. So that they're, mm-hmm. so that they're organized and, like, set up since each Pokemon Center is basically a reservoir for Pokemon to be right. sent from place to place. Uh, so there are a couple machines. This one machine that's on seems to be have been un- unhooked from the rest so it doesn't accidentally get sent into the mainframe or anything. Right. Uh, but there are a few other machines like that as well within the within the room. Uh, what I'm asking is, can I snag a battery and, like, hold that out like a treat <laughs> to the the Apravolt? Uh, you definitely could, pro- could find a battery around. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna grab a battery and I'm gonna kind of hold it in the palm of my hand, and just hold it out towards the Appervolt and kind of cautiously come towards it and and say, uh, "Hey there, hey there, guy. Um, yeah, I I know you're really hungry, and I, I don't want to interrupt your meal, but uh, I wanna as a show of good faith. Here's here's some more for you. Here, eat up. And I'm gonna get as close as it will let me get very cautiously without spooking it um you can get fairly close before you feel kind of like a shock of static energy that causes you to drop the battery which drops a little bit and then kind of zips to like static connects to the apervolt that hurt so as that's happening you hear you hear the telltale sound of machinery powering down behind you as you realize you took the battery from something that was still on and doing something oh <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I i rolled a technology education check for you oh good <laughs> two ones oh good <laughs> um that, that'll be our little secret okay um uh i'm i'm sure that's fine i'm sure it's fine they'll, we, they, they'll be they'll manage <laughs> whatever i don't even know what these machines do um but uh, you are a fascinating creature, and I was hoping that you and I could be friends. Uh, I, I know you're 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 getting your your back on your feet, so to speak. Your 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 rolly part on the bottom of you <laughs> <laughs> right now. You're 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 recovering, and so I'll, I'm, I can be patient. And I'll, I'll I'll let you recover and 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 help in any way I can. But I was wondering if you'd like to be. Uh, part of my team. Uh, we could go on adventures, and uh, we would certainly find more electricity for you. And I'd like to know more about you. 
<laughs> uh, the Aperfault's sitting for a bit, and then it kind of rocks back and goes forward. And you know how a balloon can get stuck to the static on your on your in your hair? Yep. This is a much, much heavier balloon that just landed in your in uh Sneeze's hair and it's just kind of oh, sticking good. there with static. <laughs> uh good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out uh, a great ball and I'm gonna say would would you like to to hang out in in here? Um, I, of course I'll let you right back out so that you can. Before continue. you finish talking, you feel the shock yep. of static and it hits the, the April vault. Okay. Ding. <laughs> All right. Congratulations! You caught a level uh, seventeen gender non-specified April vault. Because cool. April Volt don't have gender. Voltorb don't have gender. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it may have just gone for a treat, but it seems <laughs> like it's okay with uh, Professor Sneeze. So. Right. Right. Uh, and I will uh, let the, the April Volt back out so it can continue its treatment. Okay. So it continues doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. What does Liliana do? Um. Lillian is going to use charm instead of guile. Okay. <laughs> like usual. Uh oh. Maybe I shouldn't. Um <laughs> Liliana's going to use guile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that works better. Okay. <laughs> um with some chop and I should have been thinking what I was going to say before I did this. Um, but she's going to go over to where the Machop is. Like, they're they're shorter, right? Yes. Okay, because I was going to say that like she's going to like kneel down and be like eye level with it, but then I was like, wait, how big are they? But yeah, I thought they were <laughs> smaller. Anyways, so she's going to do that. And... Um, Chop are about two foot seven. Okay, um, now I have to think back now. Was the the Machop was one of the Pokemon that was fighting against us, right? Yes. Uh, when you first saw it, it was playing cards with another Machop. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, when you see it now, it's actually in a room that's mostly empty and seems to be kind of more of like a physical therapy room or type things rather than specifically for healing. Um, and it sells a couple like bumps and bruises things. It looks like it's in a, in a period and it's just kind of going through uh, martial arts motions and doesn't really react to your presence even though it obviously would have seen you when you entered. Mm. Okay. Whoa, we have some pretty cool moves there. You know, I know some other people who are pretty good with martial arts. If you stick with me, you could learn some more. Did you roll Guile? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got a 14. <laughs> it uh, looks over, looks kind of over with you while, without breaking stance, looks you up and down, and just goes back to what it was doing. I'm just going to mm-hmm. take out a Pokeball and just kind of like tap it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it spins around, but it's not quite quick enough to stop you uh, with its hand, so you do manage to hit it on the head, make a D100 roll. I got a 15. Ball shakes once. Twice. Ding! Congratulations, you caught a level 20 male Machop. 
Um, Professor Sneeze is going to spend time training Pokemon. Um, and he's going to work on training uh, his Oranguru Chopper and his Smeargle Sassy. <laughs> having them having Sofer kind of meditate and draw on the ground and sassy kind of paint <laughs> while Sofer is drawing mm-hmm. and try and get them both to kind of meditate and and draw at the same time okay and sassy's drawings are obviously better but sassy is far more energetic and not <laughs> uh, attentive and Sofer has just some, you know, basic stick figures and, and stuff, but is far more interested in the meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, exiting the Pokemon Center, Charlie is going to do some training as well, and uh, Charlie uh, uh, finds an open patch uh, where he can do some training. We are going to have uh, Bernie the Combuskin train with Beatrice the Combi. And the new member of the team, we're going to try her out, uh, Pippi the Louder Red, because she has good pipes. Okay. Um, And along with that, uh, Charlie is um, very stoked to have a new member on his team. Uh, He's like, "Uh, all right, Bernie, come on out. And Beatrice, uh, come meet uh, Pippi. She's the new member of the team. And like I said, Charlie's very excited. He's like, okay, guys, so, like, um, uh, welcome Pippi in here and, like, do some training, get some practice in. Uh, go for it, guys. And so Charlie's really excited. And so he um, uses the excited uh, training on all of his Pokemon. Uh, which uh, what this does is uh, they will uh, give up the they can give up the excited condition when hit by a damaging attack to gain plus five damage reduction against that attack. Um... Uh, Professor Sneeze is also going to do some cooking. Okay. Uh... Uh, Charlie, in addition to just regular training your Pokemon, I will need a commands check. Ah, okay. Well, uh, I got a nine. Okay, uh, bringing out two other Pokemon and going through it is just enough to keep Pippi in line, so she mm-hmm. does gain the EXP and the Excited Condition. Okay, and it's uh, one and a half times the level, right? Uh, half time, half of the level. Half the level, okay. Yeah, half the level, you get a plus five, so you get half the level plus five. Uh, ah, got it. Ugh, because Charlie's a cheater. Because Charlie <laughs> has command of three. Ugh. <laughs> I will also say that uh, you don't just ha- you don't have to train just your Pokemon. Okay. Um, I am going to have her train her Ralts Fay, as well as her Scyther Sparky, and um, her Fay probably just doing some like yoga moves. <laughs> I don't know, and like stretching. Since it's so little, it can't do very much. Um, but with Sparky, it would be more of like a team building thing. Um, the thing with Sparky, though, is like I feel that he is probably still not warmed up to her a lot yet, since I haven't done a whole lot of training with him. And not really on the best of terms since when I had caught him. 
Um, I will take a command check for him then. Okay. I got a seven for that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Phase training devolves into dodge the scyther. Oh boy. Uh, But the scyther, Sparky doesn't seem to be actively attacking so much as testing Faye. You get the feeling that, uh, like, you 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 got enough control over Sparky that it's that he seems to have accepted that this is where he's going to be now, but he's still convinced he's going to be the alpha of here. So they both still get the training. It's just he he was kind of chafing. He he, he wasn't really listening to you. <laughs> he wasn't so much team building as he was uh, exerting his superiority. All right, great job. You moved around at least. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just like imagining Faye just kind of like quivering or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this is actually a good segue for this. Um, in regards to you guys have gotten some Pokemon now, especially like each of you now have gotten some Pokemon that aren't automatically wanting to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to take time out during time, just like even just to mention it, you don't necessarily need to make any rolls of just mentioning taking time to get this these Pokemon more used to you to get these pokemon more endeared to you just to like to do things to make them more part of your team uh mm. that will that that will slowly change their loyalty hmm. so you're saying i should bring out a uh, turtonator and kafagrigus right now no <laughs> you may certainly try <laughs> no you mayn't uh the other thing that uh charlie is going to do as long as it's still allowed um Way back from when we like had the had our gym battle, um, Bernie still has a spicy wrap, and Beatrice has her sour candy. I'm gonna have them munch uh, chow down on those as well. Okay. Yes. I think it's probably a good call just to like eat it mm-hmm. every day, and yeah. If you want more, it's a hundred poke per treat, yeah. and I'll make them. Uh, <laughs> I've got my uh, my uh, kiss the chef. Yeah. Are you uh, <laughs> lab coat? A lab coat on. Yep. Oh, lab coat, of course. It's turned inside out. Yep. It, it's my regular white lab coat, but turned inside out. And on the inside, it says "Kiss the Chef." So I'm wearing it like a snuggie. Oh dear. <laughs> um. So, are we saying that the the food expires after a day, or like? Is I, that... Since we didn't clear it out this time, it's fine to eat it now. Okay. Well, then I'm going to have everyone who has something eat it, so... Okay. And, actually, let's let's do this. Let's let's get... Um, I'll give you 100 poke. Um, and let's, right. let's get um, Pippi something here. What does she like to eat? Do sour. Uh, uh, what is it? A sour candy? Um, sour candy, yeah. Yeah, if you could whip up a sour candy for her, please... Absolutely, I'll get right on it. And uh, Professor Z's whips up a, a little uh, candy, and you know, boiling the water and condensing it down, and uh, adds a whole extra lot of lemon ec- uh, lemon berry extract into it, and <laughs> makes so, it uh, super sour. But yeah, so a- after training, uh, Charlie's uh, they have uh, Charlie's team has snack time, which might just mm-hmm. become a tradition now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Professor Sneeze is good, uh, and um, in fact, Professor Sneeze is going to say, um, 
if if we remember what uh, the 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 archetype of knowledge and slumber said that the I think the flames of Agni are, are going to uh, Ratu next, uh, and we should we should try to head there as quickly as we can um, to try to stop them again. Uh, I think I, I don't know if we've completely foiled their plans, and I don't I don't know based on what they were doing here. I think whatever they're planning next is is going to be worse. Um, Charlie pulls out a map. Uh, obviously, it's upside down. Um, <laughs> Liliana turns it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good, good. Um, although, I'm legitimately pulling out the map so I can check it out and just kind of see what the path is going to be here. So there's the sanctuary. So, we're going to be going, like, so out of character, we're going to be going over, like, kind of the north part of the lake across a river, it appears. The the fastest way to do it would be to curve down towards the lake, since you're around three. Yeah, so no, you're going to be yeah, heading straight over towards the top part of the lake and kind of going around the lake edge. Uh, taking a boat, taking a, a ferry across the lake is technically a possibility, but with that distance, it's it's just as fast to walk it and to just get around towards the river's edge and go up from there. So yeah, basically you'll be curving around the outside edge, skirting the edge of Trilithon Sanctuary proper, of, of the actual sanctuary area again, and going around there and out. Uh, Charlie Charlie goes, well you guys, you you know me, I'll just go wherever. And so he walks out of the Pokemon Center. <laughs> Not even necessarily referring to like going to, to Ratu, he's just, I'm, I'm going to go wherever, and he walks out the door. He's heading southwest. Liliana probably both grab him and yep. turn him the other way. Hang on, let, let, let's give him a little bit of credit. Let, let me roll a d8 to see which direction he goes. <laughs> he got a six, so that would be. Um, uh, yeah, Southwest. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the GM knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, with, with one being north, yes, he had southwest. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we turn Charlie around and head northeast. <laughs> right, so you're just heading out of town? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You got time to worry. Uh, the pe- townspeople you pass, things are more subdued today. Uh, you don't see any... Flames of Agni pins in sight, besides the one if Liliana's still wearing hers. Um, Char- Charlie's wearing his. Of course he is. <laughs> he thinks it's a cool fashion statement. I just have mine on, like, the inside of a jacket. Uh, so people do kind of a double take at the fact that Charlie is wearing, or the fact that there's still someone wearing a Flames of Agni pin, and then do another, like, a triple take at the fact that it's Charlie <laughs> with this group here, and just look utterly confused as you walk past. <laughs> Charlie doesn't notice, because that's the look he always gets. <laughs> of course. So as you're heading out, uh, as you head towards, like, the out, towards the outskirts of uh, the town of, Tri- or the city of Trilathon Sanctuary, uh, you see a familiar large, stony, dragon-like shape sitting on the road in front of you. Hmm. Hi, Turtonator. Tyranitar. Not Turtonator. Tyranitar. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Sure you do. We got Turtonator on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
And I will say that actually, um, now that I'm thinking about this now, this is actually early afternoon uh, for you guys because in the morning, uh, Professor Sneeze went to visit family and Charlie tagged along. <laughs> And ah. Liliana went to uh, train with Victoria a little bit in the woods and ran into some things. Ah, so that's when that's um, happening canonically. Mm-hmm. We have a timeline! So technically, you caught the Cofagrigus first. Oh. Alright. <laughs> so, you're saying, like, in the matter of 12 hours... Charlie caught like two like powerhouses on his <laughs> two team. massively powerful Pokemon, <laughs> both of which dislike him for different Sound reasons. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can make it three for three. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So now it's it's yeah early or mid afternoon, and uh, you walk up to the Tyranitar. Um, it kind of it stands up and is just looming over you all. He lifts up one hand and just drops a crumpled piece of paper on Charlie's head. <laughs> and then Char- turns and stomps away. Charlie reaches up and gives a, tries to give it a high five before it leaves. <laughs> Charlie finds himself flat on his back. <laughs> Tyranitars give very uh, enthusiastic high fives, it seems. <laughs> nice, I love it. <laughs> Either that or that was its tail. The last few <laughs> seconds are a bit muzzled. Um, I, I hold up the, the crumpled note and hand it to Professor Sneeze. I, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, in just a flowing script, it says, uh, Trainers, I see that you are headed on your way without delay. That is good. Uh, the faster we find out what the Flames of Agony are planning to do, the better. I would suggest checking the areas around uh, Ratu before you enter into Ratu itself. It seems that uh, although they do have presence everywhere, Ratu is a little more heavily policed due to more frequent and more violent Flames of Agony activity within the area. So if they're trying to do something major, they are more likely heading for the outlying areas than the center. At least it would be easier for them to set it up. Best of luck with you and your archetypes. You're off. And there's a postscript. Due to the above statement, I would suggest destroying this letter. Um, as you're writing, th- as you're looking through it and just like checking through it again, uh, you notice that there is a little arrow in a different hand pointing towards the back of the paper. I turn it over. Well, that was a fun recap episode, wasn't it? Uh, Hopefully no one will lose anything this time around. Best of luck. And the paper turns to ash. Uh, what, what, what does ash do with the paper? <laughs> he realizes he's in the completely wrong continuity and ceases to exist. <laughs> ash is there. He looks surprised and then he flips out of existence. <laughs> Before we can get struck by copyright. It's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to turn to ashes. Oh, okay. No, that does not mean a plural um. of the person ash. I mean the substance. <laughs> turn into ashes what? Like what? Into his uh, Pikachu? Yeah. Into... Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> 
his hat. Um, okay. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, I think we should take Narav's advice. Let's let's head towards Ratu, but um, keep our eyes open and, and let's let's look around the outskirts once we get there. Um, that'll probably be like two more episodes from now. Right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, how long will it take to get there? Should I roll something to find out? General education will get you. General education. 19. Can we get a stat call, called meta-education? Meta-education. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say it's it's a D100. Uh, you roll a 1 or 100, and uh, Ellie takes an active roll. Oh, boy. <laughs> let's, let's never use that skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that actually... Uh, it's deceptive on the map, but the distance is actually a little longer from the Trilothon Sanctuary to Ratu than it is from uh, Clear Lake to the Trilothon Sanctuary. So it's going to take, um, if there are no delays in going through there, it, it will take maybe eight or nine, maybe eight days. Oh, all right. Let's go without delay. We're never going to f- finish this series. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're optimistic about this. <laughs> All right, so you had over, well, you know how many times they got lost in the uh, Pokemon and <laughs> in, in the uh, TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to roll a survival check as our, as we travel. Okay. And that is 14. All right. Um, you are still technically in the Trilothon Sanctuary suburbs and area there, so mm-hmm. there's not really much for you to worry about. There are very, very few wild Pokemon around. And most of them have been tamed and domesticated to this point that they just kind of uh, either avoid humans as a matter of course or are basically owned by someone around there anyways just without using a Pokeball. So you're able to move through the area pretty peacefully without any sort of worries and uh, as night falls you're able to find a camp fairly uh, uh, fairly easily. Alright. I camp light a fire okay. using my hands. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> And as Bernie and Grunge just look at you. <laughs> Grunge just sits down and tries, like, rubbing his paws together to see if it'll work. <laughs> yes. And <Yes>. it does. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you think Katana might have an arc light, but you're not sure, but she, it disappears before you can actually get a good look at it. <laughs> She's like welding something. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you're able to get a fire going and everything on. Can I get uh, perception checks from everybody? Yes. I rolled a six. I think five. Uh, It's an eight. Hmm. Eight. Okay. Uh, The place seems fairly quiet and calm. It's going everything night and you're getting ready for bed. Uh, Is anyone keeping watches or anything? Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose being so close to the sanctuary, somebody probably should. Right. Mm-hmm. I am going to. I think I'm going to have um, Sofer keep watch. Yes, I'm definitely going to have Sofer keep watch. Um, at least one of the watches of the night. Okay. Oh, wow, he's got really good um, perception and focus. All right. Is one of is one of the trainers staying up with Sofer then? I'll take the first watch. Uh, so for an eye, I'll, 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 I'll keep watch. Uh, who wants to take the second watch? Um, I 
will stay up the second watch. Um, ah, scroll down. With um, Victoria. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she she has Victoria. like um 4d6 for focus and 3d6 for perception, which I would not have guessed. <laughs> wow. Okay. But how well is she going to follow your orders yes. <laughs> while we all sleep? Okay, so maybe I'll use Faye. <laughs> Good point. Okay. You you know this Gerdos who just this morning ran off in the woods? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. She's learning. She's learned from that. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll take the Charlie will take the last shift with uh, Beatrice. She has a three d six in um, focus and two in perception. So yes, okay. it is settled. All right, uh, Professor Sneeze and Sofer, please give me your perception and focus checks. Uh, Sofer has a nineteen focus and eighteen perception. Um... I have a five perception and a six focus. <laughs> okay. Um, so everyone gets ready for bed. Uh, Professor Sneeze, you are shaken from your dose. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Sofer uh, has a, a 21 and a 20. 21 per, uh, focus and okay. 20 perception. Yep. Yeah, so you're shaken from your dose uh, <laughs> about an hour in by Sofer, who points up to the sky. Hmm. Where there's an especially bright star. Oh, what is that? And it's especially steady brightness. Um. And it's getting larger. And brighter. Um. And larger. Team Rocket's blasting off again. And brighter. I'm gonna sound the alarm and say, Everybody get up! Get out of the way! As you're getting up to say that, the light streaks over you and you uh, disappears in the trees to the southeast slightly. And then there's a colossal boom, which wakes everyone up. And the light changes to a more goldish tint. Alright. And starts to flicker. Being alive, Professor Sneeze is very interested in what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie wakes up. Huh? What? What? What's going on? What? Liliana just grabs him by the collar and like pulls him along. <laughs> um, I uh, I let uh, Katana hop on my my back as she does, and um, yeah, I run. I run to the to the light. Yep. Okay. As you run towards the light, you make it into an area where a uh, what is now a clearing. Uh, was probably part of the forest, but there's just burned out uh, bits of trees looking like they've been snapped off by something. Uh, You find what seems to be... It's just, like, what's in the center of this is a bunch of just, like, curved uh, sheets of metal or planes of something in just a shape that's slightly out of... Like, just just seems otherworldly. Just out of place. It's not there. It also is obviously broken hmm. and uh, fallen apart, like just clearly destroyed beyond repair. Um, next to this machine, you see a bluish green Pokemon uh, that seems to have an overlarge head 
with little like black lines and an odd geometric pattern on its forehead. Uh, two glowing green eyes, and then it's shaped more or less in a humanoid shape, but much more, but uh, very simplified. Uh, on its hands, instead of fingers, are three glowing dots, one red, one yellow, and one green. And it has two little legs that like just end in uh, not really obvious feet, just kind of just end when just nubs for the feet there. Uh, and it seems to be... Uh, has been burned almost by the explosion and is working through there and mm. is struggling against uh, attacking it, seemingly, are two Pokemon that are bright pink and more round-shaped uh, with little curly cues almost seeming of hair on their foreheads. They have <laughs> uh, two larger cat-like ears with brown tips and a, cur- a large curled tail in the back, and both of them seem to be violently attacking this blue-green Pokemon. All right, Paul. Paul knows exactly what's going on. Well, not exactly, but Paul knows what's going on. Michael does too. (laughs) (laughs) But let's see if Professor Sneeze does. Pokemon Education. Yeah, Charlie too. (laughs) Seventeen in Pokemon Education. Nine. Do a cult. Do a cult education. Oh yeah, cult. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, that that'll work. That's a good call. Um, much better than nine. Fifteen. Hey, there you go. Okay. Does Liliana want to roll anything? No. Okay. <laughs> Just all right. A very firm and resounding no. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to help anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Professor Sneeze, you and Charlie, you both know that the bluish green Pokemon is an LGM. Uh, which is a Pokemon that appeared mysteriously about 50 years from ago Britain. and seems to be directly from space. From Britain. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if there is a Britain in the Chandy area, but yes. There, there is in the Sinnoh region, at least. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, the LGM is appeared about 50 years ago and has been seen from there, and it's just it seems to have been from space. And even though it is an intelligent Pokemon that... In, can speak telepathically with humans. It has every LGM has refused to divulge any more information about themselves. The Pokemon, two Pokemon attacking it are Clefairy, which have been around since forever and are fairy types that are very mysterious and very uh, secluded, often very calm, very ethereal. But these ones seem furiously angry. Uh, Charlie, you know that uh, Clefairy are also rumored to have been from space. And came a long time ago, down to uh, Earth or down to the regions and area, to, and I've been around there. So uh, going from that, um, Professor Sneeze, you're able to uh, catch sight of a few shapes within the uh, burned out or the destroyed device that suggests that other LGM and possibly the evolved form were also on the ship as oh. well. Are they emphasis on were? Oh. So they're dead. <laughs> it seems so. Uh... <laughs> As you enter into the area, the Clefairy basically in unison turn to look at you and then turn and start sprinting away. Um see I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have time to release a Pokemon and have uh, like have Pin and Do Pursuit, would I? 
That, that wouldn't work, would it? Uh, you may release a Pokemon as an interrupt with uh, emergency release. Ooh. So, yes. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, Penny. Um, so, I'm going to do that. It's going to cost me two AP to make that happen, right? Yep. Okay. So, you spend two Okay, so you're releasing Penny. Are you attacking? Which, which Clefairy are you attacking? There are two of them. Um, the one on the left with, and I know it's not going to be very effective, but I'm going, uh, since they are fleeing, I'm going to use Pursuit. Okay. Oh no! Oh no! It's a three! <laughs> three. Yeah, three. Uh, AC is only two. Yep. Unfortunately, when Penny jumps forward to attack, that Clefairy is able to dodge to one side. Alright. Um, I am going to have Liliana uh, try to use Astonish on the Clefairy. I rolled a seven for accuracy on that one. Are you attacking on the left, or the one on the left, or the one on the right? Um, the one on the left. That is a hit. Roll damage. Uh, thirty damage total. Ghost physical. Okay, that did twenty ghost physical damage. Did not give it an injury. Uh, so uh, Liliana wasn't close enough to attack it directly, so she pulled out her whip and cracked it directly over the Clefairy's head, which caused it to jump and slam into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Professor Sneeze is going to run forward and use Swift to try to hit both Clefairy, if possible. Okay, he can. Alright, I'm going to roll, see if it crits. Should I roll that twice? Yes. Uh, Neither one is a crit. Uh, Okay. So it is 27... Uh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, 37, uh, normal special damage. Okay, you did 22 normal special damage to the one on the left, and that gave it one injury. Uh, you did 23 normal special damage to the one on the right. Uh, no injury there. Alright. So the one that already just hit a tree was reeling a little bit. And uh, it went. It's kind of it got hit by the full brunt of the swift, and it got knocked over a little bit. The other one uh, got hit a little bit more as it was running, but it was able to kind of shield itself and keep from getting hit by anything vital. Gotcha. Um, I am uh, the reason I, I bumped it up to 37 is I am just to, to be clear. I'm trading in my digestion buff on my dry wafer that I made myself and ate earlier in the day. Uh, and I am also spending one AP to give myself uh, uh, some temporary HP uh, with ah, that. A tick of HP? Uh, nope, 10. Oh, 10 yeah, HP. Yeah. 10 temporary HP. Oh, yeah, with that. Mm-hmm. With uh, my hitch the spot thing. Where do I put temporary HP for myself? Sofer is going to uh, run up and. Uh, Alright, Professor Sneeze is going to say. Sofer, taunt the one, taunt the Clefairy on the right. Uh, so Sofer is going to use taunt on the Clefairy on the right, uh, and that's an eight with an AC of three. That does hit. So uh, Sofer runs up and basically uh, mocks that Clefairy enough. Uh, you're not sure exactly what he's saying, but it seems enough <laughs> that the Clefairy stops running and turns around. Uh, the other Clefairy, seeing this, stops and like seems to try to reason with it for a bit, but then just kind of gives up with a sigh and turns back around. Um, the Clefairy that just got mocked jumps forward uh, and lands in between Penny and Sofer and screams. 
And both of them are buffeted by waves of sound as they're hit by a disarming voice. And they both, uh, both Sofer and Penny take 25 fairy special damage. Alright. Um, I'm gonna trade in the digestion buff on the bitter tree for Sofer. He takes no damage, and I'm gonna spend another AP, and he's gonna gain uh, a tick, uh, extra hit points. Okay. Why um, haven't I been using this it's... chef thing all my life? <laughs> uh, then the other Clefairy sighs, steps forward, and instead of screaming, she sings. Mm-hmm. And both Sofer and Penny fall asleep. <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, the LGM at the uh, Strange Device manages, has turned and has begun crawling towards it. And it gets towards the edge of it and uh, reaches up its hand or something, and you hear a switch flip somewhere within the device or something move, and then uh, four glowing images of LGM appear in front of the device. Yeah. Uh, each of them seeming like fully set up and ready to fight, and you hear a blast of just noise hit your mind. Uh, you don't you don't seem to take any damage from it, but it's obvious that it's just kind of a distraction tactic or a tactic to make you focus on them hmm. as you're hit by just a blast of noise and they obviously seem ready to either to attack or defend alright um the one that ran into the tree <laughs> yes um Charlie's going to throw a pokeball at it uh with uh, the damaging effect okay that's a 12 that does hit Alright, so that's going to be a 5 plus 19, uh, 24 physical damage. But I will uh, do the capture mechanic on. Okay. Uh, it's a 21. Okay. Okay, shakes once. Shakes twice. Shakes a third time. Ding! Congratulations, you've captured a level 20 male Clefairy. I am going to use stealth to try to get closer to the ship that the LGM are on. Okay. I rolled an 18 for that. Alright, you don't seem to be noticed. Uh, Even though my perception is horrible, I'm going to try doing that. And I rolled an (laughs) 8. Are you looking for anything in specific? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess maybe just like some hint of something of why the Clefairy are after the LGM. Okay. Um, you don't seem to find anything on the ship as for why a Clefairy would be checking the LGM. There doesn't seem to be anything remarkable that would anger a Pokemon in general on the ship. Okay, um, I will use Astonish on the Clefairy that just sang. The Clefairy that just sang just got captured. Never mind. So do you want to do another one? Never mind, just kidding. Okay. The one that used Disarming Voice. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Okay. Um, I got a 6 for accuracy. I believe that hits. Then 22 ghost physical. Okay, that's 12 ghost physical damage isn't quite enough to give that Clefairy an injury. So you jump out of nowhere, causing it to jump and hit its head on a low tree branch. So 
time around, but it still seems more angry than hurt. That means it is Penny's turn. Can I get a d20 roll? Yeah. Three. <laughs> Penny is still asleep. Rest well, Penny. <laughs> How is the other Clefairy looking? Uh, she doesn't have an injury yet, but you have done a decent amount of damage. Oh, so this one's a lady. Uh-huh. Actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, I'm going to try throwing a Pokeball anyway. Uh, a okay. Great Ball specifically. So, throwing it at 12 to hit. That does hit. Uh, and that is a 32. Pokeball shakes once. Shakes twice. Shakes a third time. Ding! Congratulations, you've captured a level 20 female fairy. She's a lady. While this is happening, uh, the weird light colored or the the glowing LGM two of them step forward spin one of them turns towards Penny while the other one spins towards Professor Sneeze and in unison they blast out beams of multicolored lights. I don't think this is going to end well for Penny (laughs) Both of them just barely manage to land Yeesh uh, Penny takes 32 psychic special damage. Professor Sneeze takes 37 psychic special damage. Ugh. As a side effect of this, Penny wakes up. Well, that's good. Uh, she gets uh, two injuries. And now it is Sofer's turn, if I can get a d20 roll. Yes. Oops. And six. That's not going to do it. He's still asleep. Nope. Sofer is still asleep. Uh, Whenever you say Sofer, I can't help but think of, like, Topher Grace. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. Uh, This time, the other two LGM step forward, or the two uh, holograms step forward, and this time they focus their blasts on Liliana and Sofer. Both hit. Sofer takes 43 psychic special damage. Yeah. Ooh. And Liliana takes... 35 psychic special damage. Huh. Uh, Sofer took 4 damage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He still has more HP than his max HP. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, being a chef is great. Oh dear. Uh, meanwhile, you see the uh, wounded one crawl a little farther inside. And then it turns over its shoulder and, and uh, points with one hand towards uh, towards Professor Sneeze. And Professor Sneeze, for just a second, you feel yourself getting lifted up into the air. Oh, but you land back down oh, a okay. second later. Uh, even as it's holding out a hand towards Professor Sneeze, it glares at Liliana. And Liliana, you just remembered that you just did something. Like you just you just made an attack of some sorts. But for the life of you, you can't remember what that attack is. Astonish is disabled. Yeah. Uh... Come on. How am I supposed to break out the old razzle dazzle now? The <laughs> razzle dazzle is dead! No! It's just disabled for this game for this for this scene. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's dead! It's <laughs> dead. Ruin the party. <laughs> okay. Um. Can I talk to it? You may certainly try. 
Alrighty. stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Charlie's gonna roll a, a charm check uh, as he does this, and that's a ten for his charm check. Um, so he goes, uh, hey, 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 there, little guys, it's it's okay. Uh, we we took we caught the Clefairy. They're they're not gonna hurt you anymore. You're, you're okay. Uh, we're just, we're just here to help you out now. What's, what's going on, little dude? Looks like you had a little bit of a rough landing here. Uh, you get a blast of confused and pain sensation. Um, just flashes of mostly pain and things there. Uh, little bits of, like, red lights, something crashing, things there. And over and over again, you see an image of a bunch of very small-looking LGMs sitting together in some sort of white room in front of a what looks like the evolved form of a BEM which keeps pointing to something that to a row of alien numerals that for some reason you understand as the word classified yeah. over and over again and Whoa, it, okay. it, it, but and then it, it just continues crawling um Charlie approaches the ship yeah. uh, I will say the holographic LGM are in the way and if you step within their sight they do get uh, attacks of opportunity on it Oh, mm-hmm. don't want to do that. <laughs> like they—they they are literally standing as like a united front between the ship and you. You said that the LGM hit a switch to make them uh, come, right? It seems to have hit a ship, a, a switch deeper within the ship, probably within okay. line of sight of it, because it raised a hands to cause it to happen, but it wasn't directly in front of it. Gotcha. Okay. I'm thinking if I capture it. Yeah, cool and whatnot. We still got those four to deal with. <laughs> um, it would be one less. <laughs> yeah, except I don't think we're as worried about that one as opposed to the other holographic ones. True. Um, alright. Well, let's do this. Let's. Um, I'm going to. So this this round, um, Penny has an attack, so still have the Pokemon move. I'm going to uh, recall Penny and send out Beatrice. The one that hit Penny, um, we are going to use a bug bite once I get my sheet to scroll up. Uh, we get a nine. That does hit. Alright, good. And Alright, so that's going to be uh, 24 physical bug. No injuries yet, though. Um, as... She bites down at this LDM. Uh, you see Beatrice kind of reel back in confusion as it seems like she doesn't bite into anything of any substance, but the LGM, there's actually a small hole in the hologram where she bit through it. Hmm. So you can see it actually dealing damage to it. It doesn't react as though it's in pain, but there's obvious damage done to it. Gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and use a potion then. Um, I'm gonna try real quick with my Pokemon Education to do basically what Charlie did, see if I can get a higher result um, using Charm to to communicate with these LGM to see if they can be calmed down. Uh, and be reasonable. Uh, so, 23 Pokemon Education. Okay. What are you saying? Uh, I'm saying, 
Elgin, El- El- we're we're not here to hurt you. We're trying to help. We we see that you're in trouble. What? How? What? What can we do for you? You also get kind of a blast of sound. It's you can start parsing through it a little bit more easily than it seems Charlie did. Okay. You get an idea that um, this LGM is kind of in shock mm-hmm. over what's going on. So what it's sending you is its memories over the last, it seems, maybe half an hour to an hour of the ship crashing. Just all in one big bite, sound bite. Um, it's panic over what's going on, as well as early memories of essentially... Um, it's edit. You, you can tell it's almost self-editing it as it sends you it, mm-hmm. um, which is just even though it's panic, just like an, uh, an idea of how intelligent this thing is. Um, and you just get like the image of the white room again, but you're getting through it that this is something that, uh, as a child, it was taught that classified information needs to be destroyed, uh, and everything going there in classified information. So basically. Uh, it still doesn't seem to be responding to what you're doing, but the, the information you're getting is that it's moving to destroy the machine. Got it. You do get the idea that the holograms are created by the machine, so when the machine is destroyed, the holograms will be gone too. But they, when as they're activated, they seem to be uh, activated to eliminate everything within a certain distance of the right. ship. So cool. they're, they're working on their emergency protocols. So they're they're um, just running. Uh, Professor Sneeze is going to uh, use try attack, uh, and he's going to use try attack on the computer um, to try to assist in the destruction of it. And it might work, and it might not. Professor Sneeze doesn't necessarily know the most about technology, so we'll see. Give me a technology education uh, check along with your accuracy check. Alright. Um, technology education is three. And my accuracy check is a 13. Okay, roll damage. 36. Normal special damage. Right, as you... Uh, activate your hair muscles and they go through one of the glowing holograms leaps forward and jumps in the way of the uh, attack you did do 26 normal special damage to that hologram Uh, it's not enough to give it an injury but you did knock a sizable chunk out of it alright so you're not sure exactly what you were aiming at but it seems like the holograms are there to protect the ship, too. Got it. Uh, two of the holograms step forward and blast at Professor Sneeze and Beatrice. They both hit. Alright, uh, Professor Sneeze, you get 30 psychic special damage. And Beatrice gets 44 psychic special damage. What? It could didn't it? It did not. What? It just rolled really high. Yikes. Holy cow. 44. Dang. Okay. Um, that goes down to 35 at least, but that's going to be two injuries. Uh. Sofort, use confusion! Uh, and Sofort's going to uh, attack one of the holograms with, uh, with confusion. Uh, I got a 5 with an AC of 2. Alright, that does hit. Alright. 30... Psychic special damage. You did three psychic special damage. 
isn't enough to give that one an injury, though you do knock another hole out of it. Very good. That hologram actually turns towards uh, Sofer as it's hit and jets out a burst of darkened energy, mm. which slams into Sofer, washes over Sofer, and Sofer takes 38 dark special damage. Um, the one that got hit by Professor Sneeze's tri-attack turns towards Professor Sneeze and its eyes flash, and, uh, Professor Sneeze, you suddenly feel very tired, and your wounds just seem much more apparent to you. Hmm. Uh, you cannot gain HP or temporary HP from any source. This encounter. Oh. Alright. Meanwhile, uh, the wounded one drags itself a little farther down the line. It seems to be getting more towards the center of the machinery at this point and turns back and raises a hand, this time towards Beatrice. And Beatrice kind of wobbles in the air a bit before stabilizing. Uh, meanwhile, though, its eyes lock onto Professor Sneeze. So it's just staring at Professor Sneeze as it's kind of dragging itself farther in. Ah, uh, so, um, Beatrice, come on back. You, 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 did a, you did a good job. Katana, let's have Adam. Um, Katana is going to use a Fury Cutter on the most damaged one. Okay. Uh, four with an AC of three. Unfortunately, the glowing hologram manages to dance away from Katana's slashes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Pair of rolls are just wow. like you guys have been rolling just well enough to just hit, and they've been rolling consistently well. It's silly. <laughs> I am going to release Ruse um, as well as use Faint Attack. Okay. We got 24 Dark Physical. Whichever hologram looks the weakest. Uh, you did 24 dark physical damage to it, which gives it an injury. Uh, it's still up, so you see that uh, as your wit kind of slashes through it, you basically uh, slash off an entire leg of the hologram that just kind of vanishes into uh, light and just particles <laughs> off. And so it's kind of moving a little stumbly and jerkily now, but it's still uh, moving around just a bit. Uh, Ruse can go immediately. Okay. And I'm going to have Ruse use fake tears. <laughs> and I rolled a two for that. Okay, unfortunately, the LGM holograms seem unmoved by Ruse's fake tears. Heartless. Alright, uh, Professor Sneeze is going to say, So for a good job, come on back! Uh, sassy, let's go! Come on out! Uh, send out uh, Sassy the Smeargle. Sassy, use water shuriken! And that is a 12. Okay. D8. strike, a 3. 2 or 3, yeah, you hit twice. So multiply 2 by 2, so you have a it's a, it's a damage base of 4. Damage base of 4. So 1d8 plus 6. A max damage, that is going to be um, 20 water physical damage. On the really wounded one, yes. I'm guessing? Yes. Water physical. 
Okay. We did eight water physical. Uh, the shurikens kind of rip apart on uh, through the various stages of the whole ground one finally just slashing through the center of the forehead and dissipating it into particles. So that one is gone. That's one down. One down. One down. Okay. Both of the come on, I uh, their eyes flash for a second, and then they turn and uh, send simultaneous beams of multicolored light at Ruse. Uh, she dodges out of the way of the one, but the other one hits her and surprisingly seems to do damage. They used Miracle Eye, so they can hit and affect dark types. Uh, it's still resisted by one step, so it's half damage, but... So she took 34 psychic special damage. Uh, meanwhile, the other one, um, turn, the other hologram turns towards Sassy and shoots out a blast of energy. It strikes the uh, smear goal right on her uh, paintbrush tail and does 42 psychic special damage. Are they still just really hitting, uh, rolling well? Yes. <laughs> Dang. LGM are special effect, are special attack monsters. In any case, the one living LGM continues to drag itself farther, and it drags itself to a certain point, and then reaches its hand up towards what seems to be a control panel. But its hand kind of shakes, and it drops it, and continues trying to drag itself. Ah. Go a little farther. Also looks back and actually raises a hand towards Katana, and Katana is suddenly floating. Uh, Katana is slowed, uh, has the levitate ability, and can only move uh, using levitate 2. Uh, she can also use a shift action to roll a d20. If she gets a 16 plus, she stops floating. And Sassy can't use water shuriken again because that's an every other turn move. Uh, <laughs> but Sassy will run up and use struggle. Sure, why not? That's the only other move Sassy can use right now. <laughs> uh, shell Trap can be used even if it's not an interrupt, I believe. Really? No. I'm trying to remember if that's true. I mean, if you tell that me it is, then I'll use it. Go ahead and use it. Alright. Um, so Sassy's gonna run up. Uh, Sassy, use Shell Trap on the, on the Ilgium. And uh, Sassy's gonna run up and hit the Ilgium with Shell Trap. And that is a 12. Okay, that hits. I'm guessing you're going for the wounded one? Yes. Okay. 4d10. That's going to be 50. 50 even fire physical damage. All right. Uh, that LGM disappears in a blast of weirdly stylized fire. <laughs> Charlie is going to uh, just chuck a rock at one of the holograms, I guess. Right. Uh, that's a six. Okay, that does hit. Alright, and then, um, 25 normal physical damage. Okay, that did 13 normal physical damage. Uh, does not give it an injury, but one of the LGM now has a nice little hole in the middle of its head. <laughs> um, Katana is going to follow up by attacking that same one with a Fury Cutter. Ooh, that's a 19. That does hit. Does hit, yes, okay. <laughs> I roll a one, so it makes it 24. 
24 buzz bug physical damage. Let's give it an entry so it uh, slashes apart most of its body and like kind of severes one arm. And so it's kind of floating there very jerkily and jerking back and forth, but it's still barely keeping its integrity. I'm going to have Ruse use faint attack. Um, 31 dark physical. 31 dark physical on the one that's already damaged or the undamaged one? Um, the undamaged one we'll go with. You did 35 dark physical damage, which is enough to give it two injuries. So Ruse basically bunches up and just leaps straight through the center of this LGM. And she's about the same size as it is, so it kind of breaks apart into particles. It's still there, but it doesn't look much like an LGM anymore. And it's still kind of just moving and jerking, trying to uh, stay in place. I'm going to have Liliana use fling and just like pick up a nearby rock and okay. um, throw that at the one that Ruse just attacked. And I got a 19 for accuracy. Okay, that hits. Uh, damage base of 6 other. We're just flinging a rock, so... So, 30. Okay. Uh, your rock manages to shatter apart the last bit of integrity, and that hologram falls apart. Uh, Professor Sneeze is going to use Swift on it, powering up the hair muscles. Okay. And that's an 8, so no critical. 28 normal special damage. This one, guides. Uh, kind of weathers through the barrage of stars as each one takes apart another chunk of it. It's still standing for a bit, and then uh, it turns to look at you, and behind it, the real LGM lifts itself up and hits a switch, and the machine vanishes, hmm. as does uh, the hologram. There is a very strong smell of ozone. And the LGM sighs and kind of gets itself up unsteadily to its feet and turns to look at you with dull greenish eyes. I think uh, Professor Sneeze is going to return sassy okay. and um, approach a little closer to the LGM and say, are you, are you all right? Give me a quick Pokemon education. Sure. Uh, that's 16. Uh, even though it hasn't sustained enough injuries to faint it, uh, it seems like this LGM might be going into a bit of shock. Mm. Uh, it's conscious in the technical sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not very aware of its surroundings at the moment. All right. Um, Professor Sneeze is going to turn and say, um, Charlie, Liliana, do you want to catch this Pokemon? I think it needs help. Go for it, Charlie. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, since it's in shock, I don't... I think Charlie would even understand that. Um, like, trying to talk to it isn't necessarily going to work. Uh, Char- Char- I'm just going to drop a Pokeball on it. Um, that is, uh, natural one. <laughs> <laughs> really? Zero, zero, one, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Congratulations, you got a level 20 female LGM. She's a lady. She's a lady. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that is all the time we have for this week. 
So thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollouts, on Twitter at Pokeroll Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pokerollouts. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. Then you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at TapestryRadio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag, and check me out at the Puckle Podcast, where I do a monthly trivia show called Game Corner. And I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, as well as uh, in the other Tapestry Radio shows, uh, and also anyone who's interested in doing uh, fan art. Uh, we'd love to, to get some of that and maybe put it on t-shirts or something. So, yeah, send that our way. L-I-L underscore shadow 8 and come chat with us in the chat room Facebook tap room that's the word tap <laughs> yep it's late it's late uh, come come give me if you like what we oh, oh no go ahead uh, if you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts tell a friend retweet us and especially please rate us on iTunes we really appreciate it Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Get back in your corner, Rotom. <laughs> Next time on Pokemon Rollout. Trilithon Sanctuary may be slowly growing farther behind our trainers, but the forest around the protected lands are still filled with the wild and the weird. What new Pokemon will the trainers see next on their journey? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. Blaziken and, and as I hit my mic, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what Blaziken are you talking to? Uh, I mean my Combuskin. <laughs> Bernie evolved. <laughs> yeah, that that happened during Fiasco. Didn't, didn't you know? Hmm. Yeah, and we all got an Arceus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Remember when a certain other fire type evolved during the uh, Pokemon series? Yes. <laughs> but Bernie loves me. <laughs> I but saved now. the Charmander loved Ash. Yeah. Ash <laughs> saved the Charmander. Uh-huh. He's my he's my starter, you can't break those bonds. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um Charlotte makes everybody excited. So yeah, heading heading north heading west northwest. Oh sorry. East northeast. 
I know directions. I get east and west mixed up all the time. <laughs> okay, that did 20. <laughs> Sorry. 20 ghost physical damage. And let me... Come on, computer, go faster so I can figure out how to do this. Uh, <laughs> also, by the way, why couldn't that train have come by like 20 minutes ago when we were actually doing our training? Uh, uh, it's, got, it's got no comedic time. I know. Silly yeah. trains of Albert Lee. <laughs> I mean, you could just take that audio and stick it in to that part. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could. <laughs> the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want, you can do damage with it, too. He cannot. I can. He can? No. Nope. No, that's that's a capture specialist ability. Oh. Yep. I'm special. You're special. Curveball. I believe it is. Just Michael's thing just froze, and I'm not doing anything with him, so... Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Okay. Yep. Yep, there you yep, I think you just sent me a text. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got a text most likely from him. Internet died. One minute. No, Tom. You you little prankster, you. Oh, dear. Um, Nick, do you know about how much longer this episode is going to take for recording? Um, it shouldn't take very much longer. I was planning to get it through quickly so that I could get laundry done. Yeah. So I'm gonna be tired tomorrow, but I still need to do laundry. That's a lie that we tell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally need to do laundry. I'm done. I'm out. Hello! Hello! What? Ah, you're alive! did it. Computer <laughs> say, Michael, that right now for me, your video is just, uh, random colors <laughs> and shapes. I think my... Mine's coming through fine. I think my computer also is kind of, like, just booting itself up, but... Yeah. I mean, L Lydia's been frozen in the same... been frozen with the same expression for the last hour and a half, so... Mm. That's oh, fine. No. It's probably just my computer. I hope it's a pleasant one, at least. Probably not, though. <laughs> so you seem to be squinting at something on the screen. Put this <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.